When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. That's the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Barcanada here at the D. How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing great. How are you? Football, football, football on a Friday. Love football Fridays here. Oh, it's the best. Love. It's the best ever. Um, coming up on the show in that vein, Chris Felica, the Bear, to talk college football with us, as well as Dr. Bob from an analytics perspective, get his uh, take uh, or his best picks, college and pro football. I guess sir, I'm contractually obligated to talk about this Michigan story, Kelly, which appears to be bubbling up this morning with a Big Ten response pending. Though, as I don't know, I think I heard 30 hours ago, any minute now, we can get a major update on this Michigan situation. I consider myself a fairly intelligent human being, fairly intelligent. Why am I not? You know, I'm just nonplussed by the whole thing. Like, I just don't under, by the way, I've never been plussed by anything, but I'm nonplussed (laughs) by this. I just don't understand this isn't, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent here, but it, this isn't, okay, so like the Astros sign stealing, right? The Astros sign stealing was, they took it to another level, they used, uh, you know, they used technology, and then it ended up in a trash can being banged before the pitch came, right? Okay, I get it, you went too far, you, you guys are ridiculous. Okay, they deserve what they got. A Spygate, people, people want to kill the, the Patriots for Spygate. Spygate was not about filming in practices until after the fact when they were accused of filming practices was never really proven Mm -hmm. right there was a walkthrough a walkthrough before that super bowl against the rams but never it wasn't really part of the initial allegations um josh mcdaniels with the broncos was actually more filming the practices than anything right right that was that's kind of the equivalent to the to that that was the worst of, of this kind of thing but this michigan thing isn't about practices we're not talking about practice. Oh gosh, don't don't set me off on AI. We're talking about practice. practice. This isn't not a practice. game. Not a game. No, this is a game. <laughs> right? This isn't practice. This is about games where I know, okay, and you did it for you, we did it to a high level, and yeah, the kid showed up on the sidelines, which was Michigan. I get that part, but like this wasn't. These are actual games where anyone can see your signs anyway. This is a sport where Chip Kelly put up a massive sign with four icons and TV and and networks would show it abundantly. Like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Anyway, earlier in the week, I 
I asked Futek, I was like, so if it's going to be a suspension, he's going to like Harbaugh's going to miss the the Ohio State game at a minimum. And he's like, uh, he didn't really say this, but he's like, ah, don't be so naive was basically what he's telling me. It's going to be kicked down the road. It's going to be in the offseason. No, it might be this year. I wasn't naive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get it. But like, are, do, like, so what what's the worst that happens? Yeah, so, he's, so, he does, so he's not coaching during one of these games. Right. And Michigan's still got really good players, right? And if they, well, I mean, the one prepared. the one consequence, I guess, is if they lose, they'll crash down the rankings, right? right. They'll hold yeah. it again. Yeah. Instead of them going from like one to four, two to five, or whatever it is, they'll drop all. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to Felica and Dr. Bob about it. I didn't intend to go off on here, but. You, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from the story, did you see the Brett Bielema thing yesterday? Where he was talking about how a game he was coaching. Um, against Northwestern, and this was years ago, apparently Northwestern had picked up their radio, their signals in their radio headsets, like in the in the coordinator booths. And that's far worse. And Pat Fitzgerald told his staff to shut it down, like shut it down. We're not going to do that. We're going to settle it on the field. And then he called up uh, Bielema like a day later. Sportsmanship. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Sportsmanship. I probably was what that is. I would have been like, he's going CY, CY, or down, CY 40, CY 40 blue. That's a streak. It's Kelly Bidlin signals. (laughs) CY. He says in my ear every segment on this show. Uh, Okay. Uh, In addition to college football, Matt Brown joins us for uh, the balance of this hour. After this segment, we'll talk NFL with him. Everything uh, imaginable week 10. And then Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke, a little gambling porn a little later. I don't know if his stories are going to be as good today as they were on Wednesday. I'm still reeling from the Malaysian that women's was, basketball story. We'll get to that. that uh, last night, there was Thursday night football. This just in, in case you missed it. Ah, uh, you didn't miss much. It was exactly what we thought it would be. Bears 16, Panthers 13. We said yesterday, maybe it'll be an underfest. I wouldn't call it an underfest because... The Panthers drew first blood in this game with a punt return for a touchdown, and that kind of killed uh, any notion you would have had of going crazy in-game undering. But the first half under did hit, and the full game under hit, uh, as we sort of uh, intimated was probably the best bet last night. Bears 16, Panthers 13. Uh, the only thing to really note from this game, Kelly, is the fact that with that Bears win over the Panthers, the real implications are off the field in the upcoming NFL draft. Because, of course, the Bears own the Panthers' number one pick uh, because of the Bryce Young trade. And so the Panthers not only stink at one and eight, they have a quarterback that may not be good at all. Sorry, I love the kid. Seems like a nice guy, but he may not be good at all. And quite frankly, not only do they not have a pick, they got a they got to deal with Bryce Young for many years if he's not any good. And the Bears, well, good for them. They're three and seven. And they have not only their pick, but that Panthers pick. So the Bears go, according to ESPN uh, analytics, they go to a 42% chance now, 42% chance to get that number one pick in the National Football League draft uh, next year, which is the highest in the NFL. Obviously, the Cardinals only have one win as well as the Panthers, so they're in the mix. The Giants are in the mix with two wins as well. And I keep forgetting when I'm talking about these horrible teams that the Patriots are actually in the mix as well with only two wins, which is sort of hard to to, uh, square in your head. But yes, that's the case as well. Uh, Bryce Young had only 63 yards passing in the first half, and 45 of them came on one play. Uh, He came into the game with an NFL worst 29.6 total QBR. That will not improve. Panthers only could muster 12 first downs and they got outgained 295 to 213. Uh, On the bright side for the Bears, Montez Sweat, the newly acquired Montez Sweat. Team high five pressures. 
First Bear defender with five pressures in a game since 2021. I can tell you from my experience as a Washington Commodores guy, he's quite the pressure. You, you didn't want to, you didn't want him to go. No, I loved Montez Sweat, but they got they essentially with the Bears pick got a you know an early second, which is a de facto late first. It'll be a top forty pick. So, you know, Casey Kasem loved top forty. It's a great pick to have. Man, the Bears are set up so nice oh, for beautiful. this draft. Like it it's a beautiful is. thing for them. And uh, I think they've, they've still got pieces. I think they've still got pieces. And this is, again, we'll say it one more time. This is why we got crushed on the NFL draft this year. Because when they traded for that number one pick, I was convinced the Panthers like, well, clearly they're not trading up for five foot seven inch Bryce Young or five foot eight inch Bryce Young or whatever he is. Clearly it's for CJ Stroud. I think this season has, has corroborated that sentiment. But nope, they drafted Bryce Young. And so there you go. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I think Bryce Young can still be okay, but I think he's he's got to have this. It, he has no team around him. You know, it's so hard to judge this guy. Like with that offense, that is Adam correct. Thielen is your go-to wide receiver all year long, and we're in week ten and you imagine twenty-three. You imagine that opposing defenses are like, we got to take Thielen right. out. Got to take Thielen out of the game. They're like <laughs> they don't so even know bad. what they're doing with the running backs back yeah. there. Like there's no, there's nothing going on. So it's I don't want to trash him too much, but on the other hand. You could easily say the same about C.J. Stroud heading into the year that he didn't have many weapons there, and he's getting it done in Houston. So, And, and Bryce Young's bad passes are really bad. Yeah. And so you're right, right? It's, it's never just him. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I also want to just also, you know, I say this about Brandon Staley, how like, oh, Bill Belichick does the exact same thing Brand, Brandon Staley does. We have people who who love crushing Brandon Staley for everything. But if Belichick did the same thing, like, oh, my God, he's a genius, right? Yeah. We do the same thing with these young quarterbacks. We've had people who have, who have invented derisive nicknames for Kyler Murray and Justin Fields, mm-hmm. right? They were leaps and bounds better than Bryce Young has been, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah probably, Leaps and yeah. bounds. I, I know the leaps for sure, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure the bounds as well. So I'm just saying, like, the way we, the way we sort of have our own biases in this stuff needs to go. I, I mean, the, the part that I guess that confuses me the most is how did, so what they, they brought in Frank Reich and there was already like this, you know, there was already, cause all we've heard is these reports, right. Of the split between him and the front office of what they wanted to do with quarterback. And then it's, it's, so what they hired him and then they didn't have any idea what you, what, which of these quarterbacks you really wanted to go with first. And then it's like you're hearing these rumors now of him being a little bit on the hot seat already. And I don't know if you were him. If he didn't get the quarterback you wanted, you know how much draft capital you lost over the next couple of years. Would you really want to be around that situation anyways? I don't know. To these coaches, man, sometimes they're just the fault. Because Robert Sala is going to deal with that in exactly. New York too, right? Yes, yes. It's like, it's my fault that we got this guy playing quarterback. You didn't even finish this. Fall guy. Perfect. It's a perfect word. Like, yeah. I, I mean, what situation did he step into? Uh, as far as our picks thus far, we're going to get to Matt Brown here momentarily um, to uh, discuss Vison's own Matt Brown to discuss all of his picks. He's the co-host of The Handle and the host of the All Angles Football Betting Podcast, but we'll sneak him in here. We'll go over these later in the show as well. The three that I have in my account will reflect the exact three that I thought were the best picks on guessing lines, which is... Uh, I have the Minnesota Vikings, by the way, bought half point in some of these cases. Minnesota Vikings, I have it plus three. Minnesota Vikings plus three against the New Orleans Saints. Um, that one is at minus 123 in my account. Excuse me, minus 128 in my account. Have the Steelers at plus three. Uh, you could probably get it. You can get some three and a halves out there on the Steelers right now. You get a better number than I did when I put this in my account. Steelers 
uh, minus three, minus 123. Uh, sorry, other way around, right? Vikings plus three, Steelers minus three. Sorry, watch that. Steelers minus three in this case against the Packers. I was oppo a couple guys on the Megapod yesterday. So Vikings plus three against the Saints at home. Steelers minus three at home against the Packers. I just don't think Jordan Love, who all of a sudden looked good against a horribly coached Rams team last week. Uh, I think he's getting way too much credit for that in the market. And I think against a veteran defense like the Steelers, I think it's going to show. And then uh, I laid the wood, Kelly. I laid the 16 and a half with the Cowboys when it was 16 and a half and not 17. I'm sorry. I can see them winning by 20, 25. I love how this has just been going. This line has been going back and forth all week. It's cracking me up how much it's moving between 16 and 17. That's what I got my account anyway so far. How I'm going to come up with a fourth and fifth pick in the contest, I have no idea. Maybe Matt can convince me of a couple. I'll hit mine later. I'm oppo him on two, Gil. Oppo Matt? Oh. Fights. They should fight the two of them. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zin Nicotine Pouches, they're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. I will spell it for you Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We get tweets at Beating the Book. High praise for the Megapod. I appreciate that. The Beating the Book Megapod, which is uh, Todd Wishnev, Will Hill, and me, along with a rotating guest, Las Vegas Chris. Uh, multiple contest winner here in town was the uh, the guest this week. Uh, ATS at NFL ATS Sharp. He says, Megapod never fails to entertain and give useful info. Love it. Thank you, sir. Uh, Doug Wedge. I love it when Todd eventually annoys Gil enough to get his vulgarity filter to break and we get flooded with F-bombs. It's like my favorite thing now with the Megapod. Grayson Rossi. Did you snap on Todd yesterday? <laughs> oh, I, it always happens. I mean, I know you, always, you usually get it, to it a point. It always happens. Yeah, eventually I'm like, can I just finish the sentence? Uh, Grayson Rossi. Names the, uh, Gil names the staples of the pod every week, but the actual staple of the pod is bickering. That's why the half points matter. <laughs> Absolutely. J.V. Amoroso. I could listen to an entire podcast series of politics and betting involving Las Vegas, Chris, and you, Gil. Great stuff. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Jason H. 11. No one has ever told someone to shut the uh, blank up more calmly and politely than Gilly. 
Uh, and last one here from Raj Body. Strong start with Todd singing a song with a recorded intro. Wavered a bit when the guy with the goulash models was suggesting an amendment to the revered Megapod Constitution. Las Vegas Chris gets a pass this time. And strong with Todd eliciting multiple F-bombs from Gil. People seem to like the cursing. I seem to note that as a, uh, as a thread in those. You're so edgy, bro. People just don't know it. I'm telling you, man. Me, I'll snap at any moment. <laughs> that's, that's my brand. Matt Brown, kind enough to join us for not one, not two, but three segments here uh, on a numbers game this morning. Once again, co-host of The Handle, uh, which can be heard here 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday nights. And, of course, host of the All Angles Football Betting Podcast, wherever podcasts are available you were making a great point off air, Matt, which I think needs to be repeated. I think you've you've alluded to it before here, but I guess we dubbed it, we we sort of got there because we were talking about how, you know, yeah, Matt Matt bet this earlier in the week. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry that he bet this earlier in the week, because uh, some people get annoyed by that. It's like we didn't just show up Friday morning yeah. to make bets, but you have noticed a change in the way that you bet the NFL typically. Yeah, if you guys were if you guys do remember the primetime action days like there were you know I would make a case for trying to get as much information as humanly possible whenever we go into these markets that are so incredibly hard to read as it was anyway. And so you get you would get key information later on in the week that could really drastically change your handicap on a game, but now, for me, I've had to shift from from all of that, and I do make more of my bets earlier in the week now because the way that the injury reports are and the way that the coaches handle these injury reports, the information we used to get that was pretty valuable. I mean, I, I, I look back on those days that whenever we were doing primetime action, we were able to figure out, like, wow, man, look, these – these are these are two offensive linemen that are going to be out for this team, and this number is not reflective of two offensive line. Like we would get really good stuff. We would do injury reports for yeah. like an hour and a half. I kind of forgot Friday about nights. that, but you're yes. right, Gil. Like and we did we put yeah. together full injury reports on Friday. Remember you and, and you and me would just kind of hang out, and Matt well, was, would just. I was going to say well, a lot of Matt's backing, and he was absolutely right because what he's talking about right now, Friday by Friday, there was still so much you know so much that you could have learned from Wednesday Thursday practices yeah. that weren't being reflected in the line and, and we were able to get you know we were able to get ahead of some of that stuff then they changed the injury report so now there's no more probable tag now everybody's questionable and every, you have to just take a guess as to whether the guy's going to play or whether it's not and now these coaches manipulate these injury reports all so we're going to get to this game we might you know whatever we can talk about the texans Bengals next but yeah. you know the texans have 23 guys on their injury report <laughs> well, it's a perfect I mean, example because like, it's a game me and you are oppo here's your injury yeah. report we're, we're, it's we're, our entire team yeah. Yeah. i yeah. mean you, you dress you dress 50 there's 23 guys i mean like seriously like what's going what, what what's happening here but there's 23 guys so like you you can't get as much information you can't really start to make decisions so now that is why you'll see these numbers change and even my process has changed over the last few years because the injury reports don't give us as much as they used to and again the coach is now to thanks belichick you know like because yeah, belichick yeah. was the guy that used he to is. do it he's the and pioneer then, and then everyone else just kind of like was like you know what i'll take this seriously and belichick can just do his thing now everybody does it everyone games the system with all that and you just don't get as much information so i don't i don't utilize it as much, and that's why some of these numbers may or may not be available by the time that it comes around. So you guys are oppo on Bengals Texans. What do you have? <laughs> he has under. I have over. <laughs> yes. Explain yourself. Yes. Explain yourself, sir. Yeah. So I mean, I got I got the under forty seven. This was just made yesterday afternoon, actually. And 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 some of the things that you can pull from the injury report are are the reasoning for this for me. So 
DNPs for Nico Collins, Damian Pierce, and Jimmy Ward for the the Texans. Then on a limited basis, you've got Robert Woods, you've got Laramie Tunsil, you've got some other starters on the defensive side of, of the ball for them. But the biggest ones, too, for me, is on the Bengals side of things. T. Higgins already out for them. Jamar Chase is going to play, but it looks like he's going to play banged up. Probably, if you believe some of the beat reporters out there, going to be on a snap count, kind of a pitch count type deal. They're not going to put him in on useless downs, essentially, where he's out there and only bad things could happen. And so for me, if Texans number one receiver, Nico Collins, is either going to be out or very limited. Again, DNPs on Wednesday and Thursday typically mean a dude is going to be either super limited or, or out. So his number one option's out. Your number one riders, your number one running back is going to be out. Looks like Damian Pierce is going to miss another week as well. T. Higgins now not going to be out there for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase going to play on a limited basis from a limited snap count standpoint. It just doesn't scream tons of tons of offense for me. And then also like, you know, you guys know that I've I've made fun of spots and things like that a ton of times <laughs> yes. but but it talked you, about that on the megabyte yesterday you, you love spots if you do yeah. if, if you do look at at cincinnati right i mean it's it's short week versus ravens on thursday next week yeah. right and so if there was ever a game of like hey let's just get out of here if, if we get up 10 let's just run joe mixon seven thousand times and yeah. like let's just get out of here and not lose anybody else because that is a massively important game on thursday night against a division rival that look they're not i i know the ravens are rolling but cincinnati's not out of it from a division standpoint at this point i mean they they could they could win in theory that division and so with all of that i do think that there is a a conservative angle that, that they could play out here as well so all of that leads me to the this the is one so. we're waiting definitely triggered the bet right yes finding out yeah because i i, th- I want to say dr bob was on kelly's side of this but he he was well, earlier think, in the week i was, too. With, I was gonna say i think yeah. he he and i both made this bet on like a monday yeah and t higgins what suffers that hamstring injury on tuesday in practice i think it yeah. was and yeah now he's ruled out i mean that's a massive i already had jamar chase in the back of my head wondering what his situation is going to be and then yeah t higgins goes down Completely different handicap now. I, I don't. I wouldn't be running to bet the over, but I got my tickets. Can we find the uh, the Matt Brown spots rant from years ago? <laughs> That's one of the great Veasan all time rants. Revenge spot. Doubt it. Revenge. <laughs> yes, revenge. That worked out so well for for DJ Moore last night. And like, oh yeah, he had a no, massive my fa- game. My, my favorite Matt Brown is the uh, the trend, the baseball trend. What's your favorite trend in uh, in sports? Oh, the home umps. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Home yeah. umps. Yeah. It's ump at home. I just remember Matt flipping out one show because everybody knows the umpires want to stay 45 more minutes to call uh, so Matt Brown stuff writes itself. I was about to say, I go, I feel, I understand you feel this way about the Texans Bengals game, but what do you feel about the Texans Bengals game? <laughs> I love it. That's the I other one. Okay. Now with the Ravens, you like a side and a total. Yeah. So Ravens five and a half. This is now pretty much universally six and a half which probably takes it out of like where I would lay it since we already passed that kind of key ish number in all that. But I mean, there's probably money line parlays to be had out there. Non-traditional teasers. If you wanted to go that direction with the Ravens this week, but it's for me, you just have to watch that game last week with Sean Watson. It's the dude's just not healthy. He's just not right. And, and I, Wish I credit where credit's due. I'm pretty sure it was Ian Hart. It's, I can't remember, but someone put out every throw that he threw further than 10 yards down the field, just a little montage in that game last week. And 
it looked like us trying to throw 25 yards down the field. Yeah. Like, like it was like every bit of his body, every bit of every. It was not the you know, most of these NFL quarterbacks cannons, season like cannons, right? Uh, like 20 yarders is like a wrist flick, and it's just like no, it was full body every every. I got some Zapruder film. I won't say who sent it, but yeah. I, I got some Zapruder film footage from one of their practices before that game, and like a, you're right, a 10 yard pass is like worm burner. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's something. The shoulder is, is but they just were playing the Cardinals. Yeah, so it didn't matter. exactly. The shoulder yeah. is just like not there. And then the other reason in. So for me, it just seems like the Ravens too. kind of the same deal. Workmanlike effort here. You get up and then you just run, 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 run. They run so incredibly efficiently that this they're like the perfect team to salt away a lead and just to still get you a cover because they just run the ball so incredibly well and efficiently. Also on the under in this one at under 40, I, I, even at 38, I think that's at right now. Maybe even 38 and a half. I think you can still look towards an under in this Browns defense since week six. I mean, they've been balling out all season long, but since week six, they're number one in EPA per play allowed. Ravens are third in EPA allowed. If you look on the Browns second success rate allowed, the Ravens are ninth in success rate allowed. So, I mean, these are two really, really good defenses that are coming into it as well, limiting these guys doing what they want to do. And then also the Ravens, as we talked about, just run the ball so much now and they're running the ball in early downs. And I know we, it's horrible. You're not supposed to do that, but the Ravens, are doing it are doing it and doing it very very well they ran 34 out of 60 early downs last week 25 out of 52 the week before that they were on by in week seven and they ran on early downs 26 out of 53 in week six and so what do you do on early downs you run it the clock's just run tick 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 so lots of reasons for me to look at the under here uh, they may end up being my fourth or fifth contest pick ravens i think i'm slowly getting talked into it again aaron shots has him the third greatest team of all time through dba through nine weeks Come Coming back, he's got a couple more sides. Matt Brown does. That's next. The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in this morning, we sincerely appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Middlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. So much more. You good? How fun is it having Matt in first hour? I love it. Well, oh, great. Yeah. Get the band back together. Yeah, man. It just rolls by. Chop up some NFL. It's always fun. Chop it up. Still to come this hour, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Uh, we'll uh, rehash all our picks here, Kelly and myself. And uh, we'll also hear from Dr. Bob. He's got one college play, and he's got one pro play coming up, I have just been told. So uh, we look forward to that. But first, oh, let me just read this tweet here as we as we ride into Felica. This is from Buddhist Man, who goes, who has, he has like an image of Andy Cohen from Bravo clapping and saying, I'm so excited. He said, the Michigan fake controversy to open the show? Give the people what they want, he said. <laughs> well, let's see if uh, Chris Felica thinks anything I said in the first segment was ridiculous. We bring him in. He is the bear from Fox Sports and the host of uh, the Bear Bets pod, both college and pro football versions, of course. And you can follow him uh, Saturdays or Find him Saturdays, of course, uh, with Big Noon Saturdays on college football there on Fox. He joins us now, Chris Felica. How you doing, Chris? Where, where do you want me to start with whatever something saying ridiculous? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, uh, I mean how, how long is this segment? Yeah. Now, now, did I? Are you being tongue in cheek, or do you agree with everything I'm being, I said? I'm being, I'm being, I'm being very tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. Remember we remember we were talking about the Michigan thing on the start, and at first I was like, "Nah, it's not a big deal." But I put the butt on there. And I, I, kind of, I have a hard time with some people who 
are kind of clump like Michigan threw out there. The well, people have our signs and exchange signs. Yeah, but what they did, there was a difference. There is a specific rule against going to a stadium and rec- using a recording device from the stands to, to re- record the opposing sideline. Like there is a specific rule against that. Like they broke a rule. Like I, what with the other stuff, it's like kind of like been going on and people have known about it. And if I can say, if you're still inside your, if you're figuring out signals and people, yeah, that, that that's part of the game. Like baseball, you're looking to try and steal pitching signs or third base coach signs that happens. But there, there, the thing is there is a specific rule against what Michigan did. And that's what I'm having a hard time. Like people are trying to clump both together when they're really two separate, you know, like, like you, you always talk about like being able to hold like two, two thoughts. Like people mm-hmm. have a hard time, like under this understanding, like Michigan did one thing, what the other, uh, other schools did is another, there's no rule against that, but there is with the Michigan thing. So like, Ultimately, like I right, think, but, what will wind up happening? Go, can, go ahead. Go ahead yeah, sorry. let me just interrupt for a second. So you're right; a rule was broken. But does that? I guess I mean a rule is a rule, right? But does that rule really like reflect something so much more horrible than what is done anyway? I guess because you're, you're you see the signs on a week to week basis, you can dissect them or try to interpret them and study them, whatever. But they just happened to do it in a way that was. That, that there was a rule against, and I'm not so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not so sure that the crime yeah. is so horrible, I guess, is, but but I guess I'm alone in this. Not alone, but, yeah. No, uh, I mean, yeah. I, cl- clearly, Michigan thinks it was it was worth doing because they had this, yeah. what they call low-level low level staffer, whatever they wanted to call him, like, right on the sideline next to their coordinators, basically telling the coordinator what was coming for, for, for games. So, so clearly, they, they thought it was that important to do. Okay. Does this matter? Does this matter, Chris? If if Jim Harbaugh no, he, gets suspended yeah. for the next three games, that would include the Penn State game this week. That would include the Ohio State game, uh, which always traditionally ends Michigan and Ohio State's regular seasons. Does it matter? I think it would matter not having him on the sideline. But the same thing, do, do we? He'll appeal it, right? There'll, there'll be an appeal or an, an injunction. And I would imagine he'll be on the sideline tomorrow. Uh, in, in state college, and then there'll be some type of hearing. So, I mean, who even knows if he's going to wind up missing time? Because I'm sure there'll be some type of appeal process for a suspension. So, uh, we'll see. But, but, but I do think it would matter uh, not having him on on the sideline. So, we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't know if you can really value what what how many points Jim Harbaugh would be uh, towards the line. But, uh, but, but I think not having him there certainly would matter even though he has put together a really good staff okay so let's start with michigan and penn state tomorrow morning uh this is where you guys are going to be michigan is a four and a half point favorite at state college uh one of the happiest places on earth what do you think about this the first question that i asked myself when when handicapping this game was ultimately how many points do i think penn state can realistically score and I, i came up with somewhere around 17 to 20 tops. So I, I, I think the Penn State team total is 19 and a half out there. I know yesterday uh, when I was recording the pod with Will and Sammy and Jeff, it was 20, I was able to get a 20 and a half, but I would still go under 19 and a half because this feels like a like a 21-17 type, type of game where I just don't think Penn State's going to be able to score uh, a bunch of points. I, I don't know if I would lay the four and a half with, with Michigan, um, I would be inclined to take the four and a half with Penn State if you had to take a side in the game. But the thing I'm most sure about is that, that Penn State is not going to score 
a bunch of points. But the, the, the same, I guess, could be said for Michigan because we talk about how great Michigan is. They haven't played soul. I mean, I mean, they've been dominant in, in every game, and, and, that, and, that's, yeah. and, and that's great. But but their their schedule they've played some of the worst offenses in the country, and, and we'll see tomorrow if Penn State at home can finally open things up and, and perform against a, a top ten team. One one last thing about Michigan because this I will this I will agree on, or I do believe rather. If they lose to Penn State, or if they lose to anybody, but if they lose tomorrow to Penn State, that they will drop in a way in the rankings that they otherwise would not have without this, right? Without this scandal. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You know, you know how petty pollsters and, and voters can be for, for awards and, and the polls. Yeah, they will, they will plummet like a rock, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it will be enough for them with the win over Ohio State to maybe get back in the... Uh, but, but I'm glad you said that because... It led me to think, like, if you like Penn State to win the Big Ten, play it now, and, and maybe that might even be a better price than playing Penn State on the money line tomorrow. Uh, because if Penn State wins tomorrow, like, they odds are they're going to hold the tiebreak because they played Iowa. And, I, and like, the tiebreak is, like, the opponent win percentage from the other division. And, like, odds are Penn State's opponents are going to have the best combined record. So if Michigan were to beat Ohio State, that would probably put Penn State in the Big Ten championship game, so so look around and see maybe if the if Penn State to win the the Big Ten might be a better money line bet than uh, Penn State outright tomorrow. All right, two more questions real quick, as I know we only have four minutes here, so I want to get to all your picks. Uh, uh, okay. We'll stay in the Big Ten. Sunj, which you coined, uh, the State University of New Jersey, <laughs> Rutgers at Iowa. The total is twenty eight. Still going under. How can you how can you go over? Like, like if you go back to, to last year. Iowa's had a, a game totaled under 38 eight times. Seven of them have gone under, and five have seen 23 or fewer points scored. Like, you can't put these totals low enough. There's not a chance in the world I would consider going over in this game. Yeah, I don't think you can. All right, what about uh, last one before we get to yours? Ole Miss and Georgia. What are your thoughts there? I kind of like Georgia here, laying lay the, lay the number. Um, I, I think this might be a, a game where where Georgia puts the, the, the A game, the Kentucky, Kentucky effort, like we saw the one time they showed up and played a great uh, four quarters of football this year was that hearing scuttlebutt that maybe Brock Bowers might be back. I'm going to yeah. try and confirm that at some point today. But, but I, I, w- I, would, I would lean towards laying, uh, laying the points here with Georgia if I had to indeed play a side. Whereas yeah. in the other SEC, Biggie in, in Lexington, I would lean towards taking Kentucky plus the points just because I think Alabama trying to get up three weeks in a row for Tennessee, then LSU, and now on the road against the Kentucky team where it looks like maybe Devin Leary is getting healthy and uh, a Kentucky team has got a good defense. I think that might be uh, might be the right side there. Yeah, back to the Georgia thing. If you do read the tea leaves, as they say, it does appear that Brock Bowers might show up for this one. All right, you got uh, you got three minutes. What do you got? What are your favorite bets of the week? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lay, I lay 14 and a half with UTSA against Rice. Um, since Frank Harris has come back for, for UTSA, they have been absolutely uh, dominant, 36 points in every game, uh, four wins by at least 14 points. Uh, this is a Rice defense that has struggled against a lot of the better teams they face. I know they've only been blown out uh, and beaten double digits twice this year, but this might be a- another spot for, uh, for, for Rice to, uh, to lose by, by two touchdowns. So I, I laid the 14 and a half with UTSA. Uh, I, I took Old Dominion plus 13 and a half against Liberty. I know Liberty has been great against the number this year and they've haven't lost yet, but 
ODU's actually got a chance to get to six wins. And while I think uh, asking them to go to Liberty and win might be a a little bit too much, remember, they lost by a field goal at JMU, lost by a field goal to Wake, uh, a one-score game at Marshall, lost by four to Coastal. Like, Ricky Ronnie's team's been a tough out all season. So I grabbed 13 and a half uh, with with ODU Uh, just for prerogative, just, just because I had to take uh, UCF with the two and a half against Oklahoma State uh, with, with the Cowboys coming off the Bedlam win last week. Uh, UCF finally got their win. Oklahoma State five straight wins, four as an underdog. But I think going to Orlando here in the role now of a short favorite, uh, UCF is a much different team with John Rice Palmier, a quarterback, and they probably uh, could have easily won uh, in Norman. They had the two point conversion that they missed. Uh, a late 14 with UNC against Duke. Uh, no Riley Leonard. That Duke team has massive issues at quarterback without him. So uh, Drake May's final home game. Uh, UNC has beaten them handily um, two out of the last three years. I think that will be the case uh, again here to kind of get the bad taste out of their mouth of, of in recent games. And then the last one was Charlotte plus 10 against Memphis. Uh, Charlotte's coming off its best offensive performance of the year. Uh, granted, it was against Tulsa, but their defense. I was talking to Jeff Schwartz about this yesterday. Like, like defensively, they they they've got uh, a, a, from AAC standards, they got a decent defense. And I know Memphis is offensively uh, one of the better teams in the league, but Memphis's defense is terrible, allowing 28 points a game, 50 and 42 the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I think the Charlotte defense will do a good enough job at home, and the offense will be able to hang in there just enough to cover 10 against the Tigers. All right, I need a one-word response. I think I know the answer. More likely to lose outright, Florida State to your alma mater, Miami, or Washington to Utah? Washington. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Chris Felica, everybody, at Chris Felica from Fox Sports. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Well, we cut him off already. Dr. Bob on the other side. He's got picks. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.